Hi, I'm Eric Angevine. Welcome to Radio Superfly. During the COVID-19 quarantine, the internet still allows us to have some moments of communal enjoyment via the now somewhat on-the-nose phenomenon of videos going viral. The music that started this episode comes from a video that now has nearly 300,000 views. It features a musician named Dan Dubuque sitting in a chair next to a lake surrounded by snow. He has an unusual looking guitar laid flat on his lap, and he is absolutely wailing on a cover of Killing in the Name of, originally by Rage Against the Machine. The acoustic instrument Dan is expertly wielding in the video is called a Weissenborn. In this episode, we'll learn a little bit more about the history and unique characteristics of the Weissenborn guitar, and hear a few contemporary masters of the instrument play it. First, I want to play Ben Harper's Faded, which came out in 1997. This was my personal introduction to the Weissenborn sound. Ben Harper threw a lot of effects on the Weissenborn in that recording session, to the point where you might not even be able to tell that it's an acoustic guitar. He demonstrated the instrument's unadulterated sound on this 1994 track titled Whipping Boy. Harper is probably the most well-known Weissenborn player, but we'll listen to several more before the show is over. First, I want to dig into the history of the instrument and figure out why it has such a haunting sound. I found a 2017 article on Reverb.com by Chris Till that does a good job of demystifying the Weissenborn a bit. Quote, German-born Hermann Weissenborn was one of many American instrument builders to capitalize on the tidal wave of Hawaiian music's popularity that began in the mid-1910s. Though previously a violin maker and piano repairman, Weissenborn reinvented himself building Hawaiian guitars. Like with violins, Weissenborn's early guitars were crafted from maple. 
After a few years, Weissenborn switched to the prized koa wood that would become a signature of his instruments. For a stronger and more resonant guitar, he decreased the width of the bridge and increased the size of the bridge's inner plate. The design hallmark of Weissenborn's guitars was the hollow neck, end quote. That square hollow neck and the curvy design of the Weissenborn's body gives it a resonant quality that sets it apart from other guitars. Listen to it ring out in the opening notes of Cardboard King by Martin Harley. California and got his musical start in a punk band. He has a tough, heavily tattooed look, and he brings a little extra attitude to his Weissenborny version of Depeche Mode's Personal Jesus. guitarist Andrew Winton plays a custom seven-string Weissenborn-style guitar with a bass string and an extended fingerboard. He calls it the Winton Beast, and he plays it here on Numbers Down. Something I think you should know. You better 
Ben Radford is a Weissenborn virtuoso from the UK. When I heard his recording of this song called Autumn Smile, I was absolutely transfixed by the beauty of his tone. We'll stay in the UK for our next artist. To be more specific, Neil Warden is Scottish. He writes music for film and television, and his playing has been featured on BBC Radio. I love the title of this one, Bad Dog. Jazzy Smith is one of those ridiculously coordinated individuals who can play multiple instruments at once, which he demonstrates on this live recording of Taking Time Out. Well, I've been taking time out Yes, I've been taking time out to let go. My body is now telling me so, and I can feel, feel my love rise. Oh, my. 
Xavier Rudd's songs often explore socially conscious themes, including environmentalism and the rights of indigenous peoples. This is a live version of Messages to Guku, recorded in Brussels, Belgium. Abiding our time for these myths to unwind and all these changes we will confront. So please beware with every place that you head and look to your soul for the things that you know, for the trees that we seek and not. Forever breathe with the changes they will confront. You know, some people that just won't understand, won't understand these things. Like for your message, but I don't understand, won't understand these things. You may wonder what became of Herman Weissenborn. I turn again to Chris Till's article on Reverb.com. Quote, Though Hermann Weissenborn built guitars until his death in 1937, production slowed after 1927 and shrunk to a trickle by about 1934. The Weissenborn workshop closed after its founder's death, initiating a period when Weissenborn guitars were closeted in obscurity, generally unknown to guitar lovers. Today, stories abound from that lull period of $25 Weissenborns getting picked up at flea markets." End quote. Till estimates that about 5,000 original Weissenborns were made, though nobody knows how many of those remain in circulation. Today, you're more likely to hear a Dobro or National guitar when you hear that resonant lap steel sound on a recording. But a few of those flea market Weissenborns are still out there, and luthiers now make Weissenborn-inspired guitars to this day. Thanks for joining me on Radio Superfly. I hope you've enjoyed learning about and listening to the Weissenborn guitar. Would I use to my Tell me how long did you wait?